Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Messy Wall Podcast. This is Pastor Matt hosting today with Pastor, Pastor Adam. Adam. I'm here. Yes, we're going to continue in our awesome new series, You Can Think Like Jesus Thinks. This is episode 110. Yep, yep. This is episode two. Episode two. So last week we kicked it off with the, just a generalized introduction that you can, if you're a Christ follower, you can actually think like Jesus thinks. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking in some ambiguous terms, right, or some intellectualized thought of this, of you being able to just, you know, you can read what Jesus says and do what Jesus did, right? You can actually think how he thinks because you have the mind of Christ. It was yes. a cool intro. I thought very, so. You very think cool. So? Yeah, it was I amazing. thought it was a really good intro. Um, we dove into some scripture. We'll actually be using quite a bit of scripture through this whole series. Mm-hmm. Um which is not normally what we do on a podcast, or it depends yeah. on the depends on the series, really. Yes. And so we 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 taught a just a big concept in the first week. Um, Matt and I just finished a series. Um, him preaching it at our Caswell campus, me preaching it at our Danville campus, and online. Um, we just finished a teaching series on the battle of the mind, yeah, where very we talked. Powerful. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love it, and yes, and, I, and that's where I'm at personally right now. I have been for a while, and so um, just figuring out this idea that. Our life is headed towards whatever our strongest thoughts are, right? Mm-hmm. And wherever you're, whatever you're thinking about is where you are going. Yes. And uh, at the beginning of the series, we posed this question. Well, I did. I don't know if you did or not, but I posed this question of um, if you if your life is headed in the direction of your strongest thoughts, are you excited about the where your life's going? Right. Mm-hmm. And when I asked myself that question, because I felt like God was, I felt like the Spirit of God was really leaning me to, the Holy Spirit was leaning me to answer that question. Because it forced me to go no. Because if that's the case, then my thoughts tend to be so negative yeah. that you know I'm not exa- excited about where I was headed. Which then caused me to really lean into what God wanted to do in my life in, with regard to the mind. And so we've been teaching through this battle of the mind thing, and this is not in any way, shape, or form a, um, a us just regurgitating what we taught. Like this is completely different. So what we're doing is is we're saying, hey, look. You can actually think like Jesus thinks, and so that's going to make us for the next few weeks. We're going to go. I think. I think this whole series has eleven episodes in it. Yes. So we've done one. This will be number two. So there's eleven total. Um, I, what we're going to do is okay. If you can think like Jesus thinks, then what's the characteristics of somebody who thinks like Jesus thinks, and which then would mean us would make us look at how does Jesus think, right? That's the whole yes. idea, right? And so this is more than you and I just learning to read the Gospels and see how Jesus thought and apply it. This is more of a mindset understanding that you actually have the mind of Christ if you're a Christ follower, which means that you are able to think like Jesus thinks because Mm -hmm. you have his mind, right? Yes. And so let's look at how he thinks. So we're going to do 10 characteristics of a person who thinks like Jesus. And so a person who thinks like Jesus, the first one, number one, what would they say, Matt? The first one. They would one, say, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly who I am, right? I know exactly who I am. A person who thinks like Jesus thinks is not confused about who they are. Mm-hmm. 
right? We're not confused about who we are as a person, as a human being, as a as an eternal being, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're not we're not confused about um, our identity. Jesus was not confused about his identity. Yes. He knew exactly who he was, right? He came so with the purpose. If we want to get into the <laughs> mindset of Jesus. The first thing we look at is 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 he knew exactly who he was. And so, if you and I are going to think like Jesus, our first one is is we have to be able to walk by this this eternal truth that I know exactly who I am. Right, mm-hmm. and all of us walk through phases of life where we struggle with identity. Yes. You know, identity is a big, hot button topic in our current culture. It is, um, as it typically relates to uh, sexual identity. Yeah, right. But before you start throwing stones and rocks at people who struggle with sexual identity, you need to pull back and be empathetic and understand that every single one of us at different times in our lives have struggled with identity. I'm not saying that everybody has struggled with their sexual identity in the same way in which we see our culture talking about those things now. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that we all have struggled with identity. I mean, every teenager I've ever met, and I spent half of my career working with nothing but teenagers, and now I've been spending a whole lot of time recently with teenagers. I'm I'm running our student ministry right now at the Danville campus um, as we're in between leaders and some changes taking place there. And so I've stepped in and I'm running it. So I'm spending a bunch of time with them now. I'm raising a teenager. I also have a Valerie and I also have a, uh, almost a tweenager, right? He's yeah. about to be a tweenager. Um, <laughs> and so like, and I was a teenager too at once. Yeah. It was a long time ago, but I was. Yeah. Everybody as a teenager begins to struggle with their actual identity. Like, who am I? And it's not just then and there. Like in my mid-20s, I find my I found myself as a husband, um, before I was a father, a pastor, and I still was struggling with the who am I, yep. you know, and then in my in my thirties, in my in my late thirties, being a pastor for a long time at that point, right, and having a church that we started and all that, I still found my identity getting hung up in what I did instead of who I am, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's lots and lots of men, and, and and women too. I'm not trying to throw the women out, but I, I'm a man, so I can't really speak to women what women think exactly, right? And every time I try to speak to what women think exactly, I get in trouble because I'm not a woman. Yeah. Um, but as, as men, typically men struggle once they settle into jobs and career of their identity being that job, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? Yeah, and you, you know this because when people say like, if you're in a weird situation and they're like, well, describe Adam Cook. Who are you? The first thing we tend to say is, well, I'm a, I'm a pastor, right? Like I talked through this recently in some message. And I can't remember what it was, but the, the idea was is this is how I knew this was a problem because the way I would answer that question would be based on whatever was most pressing in my life at the moment. Yeah, that's right? true. You know what I mean? So whatever's most pressing, and I would say, well, I'm a pastor, and then I would feel guilty, and I would go, well, I'm, I can't be who I am. I can't identify who I am. Like, and so I'd feel guilty, and I'd go, I can't put the ministry before, you know, um, b- before being a, 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 you know, whatever it is next. And so the next most pressing thing would be a father. And then mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, I can't put that first because I'm, I'm a hu-. And the next pressing thing would be a husband. And then yes. the next, then I'd be like, well, then I'd feel really guilty because I'd be like, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, I'm a Christ follower first. Um, and so that, like, even in my, you know, even, and this was just, that was just recently, right? So this is my 40s when that happened. But even I remember, as being a man and struggling with identity being tied to what I did. Yeah. Right. And so when I found myself 
for about a year and a half period not being in full-time ministry, I really struggled with my identity. Yeah. Like I didn't know who I was because all of that was tied up in what I did, right? Yeah. So before we go jumping on the train of slamming people who struggle with identity issues, admit the fact that everybody struggles with identity at different points of life, right? Yeah, I actually think it's the it's the primary primary struggle of humanity mm-hmm. is a struggle in our identity, yes. right? Um, it, it is us forgetting that we are a masterpiece, you know, made in the image of God, right? And, and that's our true identity, um, and we struggle with it, you know? And so when you look at how did Jesus think, how does he think? Well, he was never confused about his identity, ever. You read through the Gospels. I'll challenge you on this series, those of you that are my naysayers, there's a bunch of you that listen to the naysayers, I'll challenge you on this one. You go and show me some scripture that's the, all these 10 characteristics we're going to show you. Show me some scripture that proves me wrong. <laughs> show me something in the Gospels that proves that Jesus struggled with his identity. I don't think you'll find any. No, I don't think and in the would. other ones we're going to bring up, I'm telling you, you won't find any because he is, his mind is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. It's never, like we said in the last episode, it's never overreacting, it's never underreacting. Yep. It's perfection. And that mind is the same mind we can have. And so you can look through the Gospels, and you're going to see nowhere where he struggles with his identity. He knows exactly who he is. And so if we have the mind of Christ, I'm telling you, we can, not from an intellectual intellectual perspective or something pragmatic that we can just make happen, we can actually know who we are too because Mm -hmm. we have his mind. And so like, go through the Gospels 18 times at least, and that's an Adam Cook count. There could be more. 18 times in the gospel, Jesus defines himself to other people. Wow. Right? So 18 different times. And because there's constantly people looking to tell him who he is. Mm -hmm. Right? There's constantly people looking to tell you who you are, too. You know what I mean? Like constantly. Very true. And and he's, he's like, no, this is who I am. And so he's constantly defining himself to other people. Sometimes it's people asking, but most of the time it's not. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not in this reaction to a question of, "Oh, let me tell you who I am." Oh, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. Most of the time, it's him just saying, "This is who I am." So, 18 different times he does this. So he says things like, um, "The bread of li- I'm the bread of life." Ooh. Right? He says that I'm the light of the world. Mm-hmm. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, "I'm the true vine." Multiple times he says, I am the son of God. He says he's the son of man, right? I mean, he's he's constantly saying, here is who I am. If you go through the Gospels, you'll find the, the, the I am statements, right? These great I am statements that Jesus makes where he says these things, I am the bread of life. That's good. You know, and, and what, what you're getting there is you're getting Jesus giving you a clear picture of who he is. But it's more than just that. It's, it's if you think back to his thought pattern, you are seeing him being very certain in his identity. Yes. Right? He knows exactly who he is. Even if other people don't, he knows who he is. Even if other people disagree, and there's lots that disagree, yes, right? That's very true. Like he he knows who he is. And so if you're gonna be somebody who thinks like Jesus, very right off the bat, you are somebody who knows exactly who you are. And you have the capability to do that because mm-hmm. you have the mind of Christ, right? Um God wants you to knew to know your true identity. Yes. He wants you to know your true identity. Because somebody to know their true identity, they have a really hard time in yeah. this life, right? He wants you to know your true identity. And here's the thing about that. 
only your creator can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Right? Only the creator of something can actually say it. Have you ever had kids? Like, so you got kids. Your kids yes. like Legos. Yeah, love them. All right, love yeah, them. and I and I we I, have way too many. Yes, <laughs> I loved Legos as a kid too. Um, and for me, this will give you insight into my brain. You know how when kids build like a Lego house, they use all different colors of bricks. Yes. All right, that drives me. That drove me crazy. As yeah, a kid. yeah. You gotta have the I same pattern. I couldn't do it. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I couldn't do it. So I had to build the house out of all white bricks or all. So even if my house ended up being little, at least it was painted the right way. Because because <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have never been somebody who is um like like creative is the wrong word. Yeah. But uh, like I don't read fiction. Right, I don't even like I don't like um, superhero movies. Oh man, right? you guys love <laughs> yeah, them, I right? love them. Yeah, I love them. y'all love superhero <laughs> yeah, movies. I love them. Which one's your favorite? Who you got a favorite superhero? Uh, Batman, without a doubt. <laughs> now, see, I can get see, down I'm, with that. I'm so I like the dark stuff. I know that's bad, but, but I can get down with that because Batman is actually possible. Yeah, right. It is possible. Batman's possible yeah. because all his gadgets are stuff he made. Right, or he has, you know what I mean? Like he's I, got a wallet to support his, like he, yeah. his power. But but his powers aren't like he got bit by a spider. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. now he can throw spider webs out of his <laughs> out of his wrists. Like that's not it. He didn't yeah. he didn't fall from some foreign country somewhere and and uh, and kryptonite gets him and he can fly around and shoot fire at his eyeballs because he's from an alien. Like <laughs> <laughs> like Batman can actually go down. You know yeah, what I mean? Like Batman true. can have you true. could be Batman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a, you brought up a really good example for this then because it's the whole point of this. We're talking about Jesus, superhero of all superheroes. You can actually be Jesus, right? Yes, that's, that's the whole true. point, right? That's true. But you can be Batman. I've never been I even as a kid, I was not into superhero stuff. I didn't I don't like fiction books. If it was a fiction book, it would have to be a what I would call historical fiction or fiction yeah. that could actually happen. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. So the minute it gets into supernatural weird stuff, like I am not a Star Wars por- Star Wars person. We just lost half of our um, yeah. listening audience. <laughs> I'm not a Star Trek person. I couldn't get into Star Trek. Oh, my God, I was so bored. Hey, look, if you want to mess some people up around you, all you have to do is on purpose. I do this sometimes at the church um, when I'm around some of our worship people and stuff. I will on purpose mix up, on purpose mix up Star Wars and Star Trek stuff, and then people lose their minds, right? <laughs> I've never really been into that at all. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So when I was a kid, um, that was the same thing with the house. Yeah, you could envision the fact that this is a cool looking house, but I was like, no, you have to build it. So, because nobody's going to paint their house, you know, nobody's going to paint a two foot section red and a six foot section yellow. And a, you know what I mean? Like, it's never yeah, going to happen. Well, even if you didn't have all the Legos, you could at least do like one row white, one row <laughs> Clean red. Clean it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least there's some sequence. Even to it. that would really bother me because I'd be like, <laughs> nobody's going to paint their house like that. So, so, I remember when we got the, when we got um, a Lego set when I was a kid, we got a, and then back then they didn't have like, Lego sets like you got now, right? Like yeah. now there's Lego sets for everything. We, I remember us getting, me and my brother getting for Christmas one year, a castle Lego set. And the reason I was excited about it, he was excited about it because it had catapults and a moat and stuff like that. I was excited about it because all the pieces were gray. Yes. Which means <laughs> I can build gray houses hilarious. now. <laughs> so anyway, I've never really been into those things. But but if you think about think about the Lego stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So your kids play with Legos. I think I personally think that the Lego is the single greatest toy of all time. Yeah, it's give me a toy that's greater than Legos. Yeah. Cheap, small. I mean, they're they can be expensive, but I'm yes. saying like 
you can do anything with it. They have now branded Legos with every. You can brand Legos with any movie, any book. Yes. Any, I mean, it's just gen- any sports figure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just genius, right? Um, and it's and they're resilient. I mean, when's the last time you broke a Lego? You cannot. I mean, even when you step on them, they don't break. <laughs> I mean, the only ones that break are the does. little bitty things that you know, like the little extras. Like yeah. like Aiden had. I think the only Lego we've ever had break at our house with our children is Aiden had a little motorcycle that he had, and the little back spokes broke off. Well, one back spoke broke off where the wheel goes on. Mm. But like a Lego brick, you ain't nah, breaking them things, right? This. I mean, they're amazing, and they always work. They never seem to get warped. You know what I mean? Like I've left them outside when I was a kid, baking in the sun. You know what I mean? Like they just fit together perfectly, yep, and they, they fit do. together good, right? Yeah, they do. Like they like I don't know if you know this, but the the patent ran out on Legos. How did we get on this subject? The patent, the, I'm coming back, I promise. The patent ran out on Legos, and so now there are fake Lego companies that can make the same product. Yeah, yeah. Like you the, seen them? Yeah. The, the Dodge General brand, like yes, that it, block brand yes. or whatever it is. And they and they make them look like, packaged just like Legos look, but you have to look closely. And so we were in Dodge General the other day, and every time we're in there, Aiden tries to get me to buy him some Legos, right? And most of the time, I'm like, no, no, no. He's over there looking, and I was like, what about this one? This one's only $6. And he's like, no, Dad. That's the knockoff Legos. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, what difference does it make? You know, because parents, we get to where we're like, we don't care. Yeah. Right. Just pick cheaper. Right. Just pick and, and he's like, no, they don't fit together right. They fall apart. They don't always connect. And I'm like, yeah, see, Lego know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. So go to the Lego thing. And if you've had your kids build something with Legos, especially when they're little, and they bring it to you, and you're like, you look at it, and you don't have no clue what it is. No clue. Like, you think it might be a house. It could be a church. I don't know what it is. But they'll (laughs) hand it to you, and they'll be like, Daddy, look, I made this. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. What is it? (laughs) And then the kid tells you what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, only the creator – this is where I was going. Long Lego route to get It was good. Only the creator of something can say what its identity is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so – God wants you to be secure and know exactly who you are. Yeah. But the only place you're going to get that identity from is from God. And that's what you see in Jesus. You see him being very certain in who he is. How does he think that how does he think? He knows exactly who he is. How does he know that? Because he's let he's let the Father, he and the Father are one. Yes. Right? And he's let the Father dictate exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. The creator has dictated who he is and he accepts it. He walks in it like perfectly. But this idea of the Father being in one, him saying, I'm in the Father and the Father in me, like John, John 14, um, we, we have the same thing. Yes. Like, we've got the exact same thing. Like, if we are in Jesus and Jesus is in the Father and the Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus are all one and Jesus is living inside of us and the Holy Spirit's living inside of us, right, and we have the mind of Christ, then we have the same thing. So mm-hmm. we have the ability to think just like Jesus and know exactly who we are from the Creator, not from all this other stuff in our world. Like, if you don't know who God made you to be, you are going to fall into traps in this world. Like, every time I have struggled with who I am, you fall into traps. Yeah. So I want to talk through some of those traps, and then we'll wrap up. So this will be a short episode. Um, Like, if you don't know who God made you to be, you will fall into this trap. Here's trap number one. Other people will force you into their mold. Yeah. That's Other true. people will force you into their mold of who you're supposed to be in whatever little subcategory it might be, big picture thing or small thing. Like some of you, your parents wanted to dictate exactly who you were. And 
they would kind of put you into the mold they thought you should be, you know, and that doesn't necessarily line up with who God says you are, yeah. you know. Um, I had a student one time when I was a youth pastor whose parents, I mean, he, he knew from an early age that he was going to be, because they required him to be, they said that what he was going to be was a soldier. He was going to go in the military when he graduated high school. And he struggled with that through his teenage years because he didn't want to do it. Mm. He didn't think that was who he was. Yeah. Um, and so, but what he does is he falls into the trap of that. And so as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old young man, who could have made this decision on his own not to, right? Mm-hmm. It would have been hard. Anytime you're going against parents, right? Yeah, very hard. It's not going to be easy. But he fell into the trap of being molded to what somebody else wanted, and so he went into the military. He only made it about nine months, mm. and he was out because it just wasn't him, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, Matt, but I mean, I've had plenty of times in my life where if I'm struggling with who I am, then I'll fall into the trap of somebody – making me into the mold they want me to be yeah that's true um well don't you think like you could even look at this like growing up and not only if your parents aren't trying to put you in that mold if you the mold that they're living in you could fall into that mold yes that's a great one and be you won't ever be more than what they were absolutely and that continually being a pattern absolutely you know i'm glad you brought that up so the vast majority of people um become what they were raised as. Yeah. Right? Um, not fully, not completely. What I mean by that is, is you know how you grow up in a bad situation mm-hmm. um, and you'll hear people say, when I grow up, I'm not doing this. I'm yeah. not doing, I won't do this to my family. Like, you know, somebody who's abused, when I grow up, I will not abuse this. I will not do that. Um, they grow up in a household where there's drugs and they say, when I grow up, I'm not going to do this. They grew up with an alcoholic. This happens all the time. Mm-hmm. They grew up with an alcoholic in the home or two, um, and they say, I'm never going to be this. The vast majority of people actually, for at least a little while, actually turn into what they didn't want to be. Yeah, They fall into it because you just kind of naturally follow what's been baked into you. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the people that from the get-go – are raised in a bad situation or whatever and say, I'm not going to do that, and then they actually don't, I call them the in spite of kids. Yeah, like they're going they're going to do it in spite of how they were raised, and they are few and far between. Uh, now, yeah. now, that doesn't mean that people don't, in their 30s or 40s, wake up and realize, oh, my gosh, I didn't, I've been doing this this whole time. I don't want to be this person, and there's a change that happens. Mm-hmm. But most people fall into the mold that their parents have molded them to be without even knowing it. Yeah. You know? And so if you, if you don't know who God made you to be, if you're not thinking like Jesus, I know exactly who I am. The first trap is you're going to fall into, um, people forcing you into a mold, um, that they want you to be, mm-hmm. you know, I, like when I was a pastor, you know, I'm from, I'm from Caswell County. All right. And I grew up in Caswell County, North Carolina, right. Middle of nowhere, you know, um, you're getting to know that community, right? Yeah. It ain't a lot different. It, it than reminds County. me of home. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, it ain't a lot different than Patrick <laughs> County. Um, and, and so I, I've, I speak like where I'm from. Like I mm-hmm. sound. That's why I don't like to listen to myself on the podcast. I have to yeah. record it, right? Because I I'm can hear my way. accent. You know, <laughs> uh, my slow draw, and you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. so, um, when I was a pastor in Durham, and it's just Durham, okay? So like. It ain't like it's that far away. 
So from 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 Caswell County, Durham is only one. It's one full county away. It's you not. Know, it's not really that far. It's not far at all, no, right? It's not. Caswell County ends up bordering to Orange County. Orange County. Orange County borders to Durham County. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's pretty close. And the church that I was at in Durham was actually. It felt like you were in Orange County. So it felt like you were in Hillsboro, not Durham. So it wasn't that far away. Yeah. So let's just be real. Same normal demographic. So the people, all the people there, still talked country. They may not have been as country as me, but they were country. And I remember um, one of my leaders when I was on staff of that church told me, "You, you got to talk different." Oh man, you can't. You need to change your accent. Your accent is too country. You sound dumb, right? You sound uneducated. Oh Even though gosh. I was vastly more educated than the person saying this to me. That is crazy. Um, you need to change how you talk. And so I found myself like constantly trying to talk different when I preached. Mm-hmm. So instead of me being like this, talking like this, I'd be like, and, um, you know, oh, I, mean, like I was trying, my, I trying ima- to make I myself I couldn't right. imagine you doing that. And it's horrible to do because you really can't. Con- I mean, yeah. have you noticed it's a really hard thing to do is to control your accent? Yeah. Like it's just extremely hard to do. It is. You can talk more proper when you speak. You can use some different words. You can try to cut your sentences off faster, like I'm doing yeah. right now. But if you if you back off at all, if you're not paying full attention to it, you just can't change it. And yeah. even when you're paying full attention to it, you can change. So so I was trying for the longest time. And when we planted Union, um, I felt God saying, because we planted in our backyard, like mm-hmm. we planted where I'm from. Um, I felt like God was saying to me. I have made you specifically for this. You were raised here for a purpose and a reason, a season, right? And you need to be you. Mm-hmm. And you need to talk like you talk, right? Because these are my people. These are my people around here, and they talk like you talk, right? These That's are my good. children. You That's know what good. I'm saying? And it was this awakening of, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I got to be who God called me. I got to think like Jesus. And Jesus knew exactly who he was. And so I got to know who I am, mm-hmm. right? And if not, you'll fall into the mold. Like that's what I did. I fell into the mold of, well, I need to be this way. Um, you know, so that's the first trap. Here's the second mm-hmm. one. If you don't know who God made you to be, number two, uh, you'll fall into the trap of you'll live a phony life. You'll be fake. Mm. You'll be fake. Yeah. I mean, you'll be a big phone. You'll live a life that is constantly you trying to pretend to be someone that you are not. Um and I think that this is a battle that we all struggle with all the time, right? Like in the wrong settings, you'll try to pretend to be somebody that you're not, you know, yeah. and, it'll, and it'll do all kinds of stuff to you. It'll make you buy stuff you shouldn't buy. I mean, think about this. We, Americans in particular, now this is a worldwide problem. It's not just an American problem, and it's not anything new. But Americans in particular will buy stuff that we don't need, that we cannot afford, with money we don't have mm-hmm. to impress people that we don't even like. Yeah. I mean, we'll fall into this trap so quick of living this phony, fake life. So, so as I fell into the trap of I need to talk different, I was also falling into the trap of being fake and phony. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I know anything about Jesus, there is no phoniness or fakeness whatsoever, no, right? No, no. This is, I know who I am. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. But there's no fakeness there. Yeah. And I think that the 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 and we've talked about this on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Is the, the the biggest piece of 
growing in your relationship with the Lord is being authentic. Yes. Like being real. That means being real with your struggles and issues. That means being real with, you know, the the um, the things you've walked through. But it also means being real with the giftings that you have and the yes. things that you've learned. And you know what I mean? Like being you in mm-hmm. your context. Like and not you don't have to be somebody else's context. Like as a pastor, I don't have to be uh, and mold myself to be the pastors that I think are successful. Yeah, the ones true. that I see on TV or you know, or, or nobody watches TV anymore. The ones that I see on <laughs> YouTube, or what are the ones that I follow? Like, like there's a tendency to not know who you are, and then therefore live this phony fake life. Yeah, that's true. One of the worst things you can do with your walk with Christ in, in any setting is to be fake. Mm-hmm. Right? It's to be fake. Like, like think about how ridiculous this is. If God is God, then He knows everything, sees everything. Mm-hmm. How could you have a, a honest, moving, working relationship with a God who sees everything and knows everything and that you are fake about it? Yeah. Right? It makes sense. I mean, it's like, if you've ever had a, my, I don't know, Matt, if you ever had a relationship with somebody, and it doesn't have to be like a, because you've been with heaven since you were like six years old. Yeah, um, long time. Right. So I'm not mean a romantic <laughs> relationship. But if you've ever had a relationship with somebody and then you realize, like, all of a sudden that they were they were completely fake. Like yeah. it wasn't real at all. And then what that makes you do is it makes you question the entirety of the relationship. It does. And you should mm-hmm. because their whole this whole thing, every little piece that you've walked, every little truth that you've built has been based in some way on something being phony. And so how could you have a relationship? So that's why I'm saying like I was talking to some teens the other night, some young people, and I was like, look, doubts and questions are normal. Yeah. Everybody has them. If you walk around pretending like you don't, you're being fake. You ain't never going to get anywhere. Yeah. Right. And so you can lean into your doubts and questions instead of instead of making them make you run away from God or make them make you be fake and pretend like they don't exist. You can actually lean into them and that's what will grow you. That's good. Right? You will actually grow mm-hmm. by leaning into your doubts and questions. Not not making them run, you know, not making them make you hide or be phony or run away from them, right? Yes, because I think that's what we do in church world. We've set up a dynamic of if you have a doubt, a serious doubt or a question, especially one that lingers, be quiet about it, or it's dishonoring God yeah. to have that doubt or question. That's true. And we don't lean into it. So what we end up doing is being is we walk away from the faith, or we start to die in the faith, right? Mm-hmm. But if you actually lean into it. That's where real growth will come from, right? Like Jesus made yes. space for the disciples to doubt and question. That's he makes space for you too. G- you know, like God's not intimidated by your doubt or questions. He already knows you got them in the first yeah, place, that's right? True. That's true. And so we got to actually live that way in our relationship with the Lord. But that relation, the way we live in our relationship with the Lord, should be the way we're living our relationship with other people. It should. And so if you know who you are, you know your true identity that God's made you to be. You will not fall into the trap of other people forcing their mold, but you also won't fall into the trap of a phony, fake life. Nobody wants to be around a phony or a fake. No. Nobody. <laughs> no, 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 and I'll tell you something about this this, this, young, this young generation now. They can sniff out a fake better than anybody can. Mm-hmm. They can sniff a phony like nobody's business now. Um, and, and nobody wants to be around that person, no, you know, don't. at all. And nobody wants to be a person. Nobody really wants to be a fake, phony person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's another trap you can fall into. That's Here's good. the third one. So if you don't know who God made you to be, you can fall in the trap of having a confused identity. 
which is going to create a lot of stress. Like there is an incredible amount of stress created when you don't know who you are Mm -hmm. a lot more than you can even know. Right. These are these mental pressures and stress that we've talked about for the last month or so that are so damaging that they actually end up damaging your physical health too. Right. Like it creates this level of stress. You know, the, the whole idea of stress creating physical manifestations is something that I just did not really believe in until recently. You know, I've had some heart problems and stuff, and so uh, you got a lot of eating that's part. That's a problem with that. Yeah, a lot of exercise. This yeah. or absence of exercise, right? That's a pro- makes. Whoops, that makes a problem with that. I hit the table. Um, but. What I didn't realize is stress causes so much of that too. It does. And so I get to think about this. And so I was like, I'm going to pay attention to this because this is how my brain works. I'm like, I'm going to pay attention to this. Does this really matter? Like if I get stressed out, does it really cause physical issues? And so I had a wedding uh, this past weekend. And I have done, so this was my 110th or 12th wedding. Right? Wow. Yeah. That's an accomplishment. I've done a lot of (laughs) weddings over the years. Right? So when I'm, I say that to say, I could do them in my sleep. Yeah. Right? So being in front of people is what I do in general anyway. And weddings, this like weddings in particular, I could literally do them in my sleep. So I've done them gazillion of So you would think that that would not be something that would make me nervous or stressed. So I'm paying attention to this idea. And so this just happened. So it's in my ma- this, this thought's in my mind of how in the world could stress cause heart problems. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. That's mental. How yeah. could that how could that relate yeah, physical is. to the heart? Right. And so I'm paying I'm this is in my mind, I'm paying attention to it. And so everything's normal, everything's fine, rehearsal's fine, nothing. I'm not noticing nothing. Right. I'm like, this is not that big a deal because I'm not stressed, no big deal. And then uh pre wedding stuff, we're talking, and then I end up being up front and I have to speak. The the minute I get up front, I notice because I'm thinking of it that my heart is now racing right before I say these words that I have said 110, 12 times. And in my mind, I'm trying to focus on the wedding, but I'm thinking about this thought. I'm going, dang, this is true. Like I just had a second of nervousness, a second of stress, Mm -hmm. and my heart started beating fast. Yes. And I could feel my face getting hot. All of a sudden, in this very moment, literally I was having physical issues, like high heart rate, you know, increased blood flow temperature to the face, all those kind of things. Um, shaking knees a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Immediately. And you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you yeah, had, yeah. You that. <laughs> and, and it all came from stress mm-hmm. right in that moment. Um, so stress can do all kinds of physical things to really our bodies. Can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we, I mean, we do not pay enough attention to the – to the power that our mind has. Yes. You know, um, our mind is extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And so this concept of having the mind of Jesus is a transformative concept that we need to grab deeply because if we don't, we'll fall into the trap of having a, having a confused identity at times, which is going to create more stress. And that stress is going to cause actual physical problems to happen in our lives. Yes. You know, um, so so – you look at Jesus, um, he never not knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly who he is. He'll tell you who he is. 
he shows who he is, right? Like, he doesn't just say it, he shows it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean. He does. And he, he, he doesn't just say, greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friends. He says that, and then he does it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, with no complaints. Like, yeah. you know, and the reason he could walk into, you know, a death like the crucifixion, have pre-predicted it, <laughs> and walk it out, is because he knew exactly who he was, mm-hmm. right? We'll get to that one too, because that one has yeah, a lot to do with purpose, good. right? Like of him knowing his purpose. That's another one we'll get to. Like next week, that's what we're going to talk through. Is um, if if you if you think like Jesus thinks, you know exactly the purpose God has for you in your life. Mm, that'll um, be good, right? They, they're tied together, right? So if you know who you are, then you can actually know your purpose. Um, and so, what I want to say once again as we wrap it up is, um, you can think if you are a Christ follower. You can think how Jesus thinks. And if you are not a Christ follower, the good thing for you is that it is a free gift. It is on sale, right? <laughs> it costs nothing, and it is not complicated, right? Mm-hmm. It is not complicated. It is an awareness of, holy crap, I am a sinner, and uh, Jesus died for me. He is my substitute, and I submit my life to him as Lord and Savior. Because when you compt- when you contemplate, all I'm doing is giving you a prescription right now to be a Christ follower. When you contemplate what Jesus has done for you, the only reasonable response you have is to hand him over your life, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. What else do you have? Yeah. When somebody commits their life to you, like Jesus does, your only reasonable response back would be to commit your life back, yes. right? To hand them your life. And and there, the, the scripture says if you if you confess and profess, right? So if you confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, right, and you profess that with your mouth, you will be saved. That, yes. That's a simple concept. And so, you know, if you're a Christ follower or you became one just now, you have the mind of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You literally, figuratively, all those illies words, you have the mind of Jesus, and you can think like Jesus thinks. Yes. And Jesus knows exactly who he is. And you and I can know exactly who we are too. And that's only going to come from the creator. The creator is the only one that can tell you what that Lego house thing <laughs> is. You know, it's the only person who can tell you that. Like Aiden brought me one one time and it was this Lego house looking thing. So I just thought it was a house and it had like a steeple on it. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is a church. And so he's like, I was like, what is it? He was like, Daddy, I was like, what do you think it is? And I was like, it's a church. And he goes, no. It's not a church. It's our church. It's oh right. And then he opens up. He's got a door on it. He opens up the front, and there's a little Lego man in there that he's done taking a sharpie and painted a um, painted a goatee on. And then he's done painted. <laughs> he's the, the little Lego man had a yellow shirt. He's done painted the shirt black. And the, and the guy's wearing a pair of jeans. And he's like, "That's you, Daddy." Ooh. Right. And it was you know. So it, it wasn't just a church, right? Yeah. You're not just a person. You are the person that the Creator has made you to be, right? Um, and you can think like Jesus thinks. That's right. And Jesus knew exactly who he was. Mm-hmm. So you and I can know exactly who we are too, not because we read some scripture, but because we have the mind of yes. Christ. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That makes sense? Yes. So next week we're going to walk into um, a person who thinks like Jesus thinks knows exactly the purpose God has for him in their life because that's what Jesus knew. So yes. anyway, what do you think? I think it's great. I learned yeah. that you know Jesus does not make... Generic Legos. Exactly right. We are official Lego brand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Man, how much time do you think we wasted talking about Legos? Uh, at least nine of the 39 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more. 
That's anyway, great. I thought it was funny. Anyway, yes. we love you guys. We're thankful for you listening. Please um, take some time to, uh, if you haven't, rate the podcast on the platform that you're listening on. Um, if you don't have a good rating, please don't rate it low. Right, Mama said. Um, Mama said, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Um, <laughs> and share it with some people and stuff like that. It's always cool to hear. We don't make no money off this. There's nothing monetized. We just want to help people um, walk with Christ in a real way. And that walk is a messy walk. So we have to talk through things like we struggle with identity. Yes. Okay. So anyway, we're glad that you're listening. We'll see you next week for the second, no, excuse me, the third episode of You Can Think Like Jesus. Yes. See you later. See you guys. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.